Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, back and better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, delighted that you have chosen to join me here today. I will be completely transparent with you. We are a little bit um, crazed behind the scenes. I hope that you were watching Get Up because literally 60 seconds ago I was interviewing Brian Flores and his two attorneys, and, and that is obviously the one place that we will start today, and we will uh, not need production for that because clearly this is a day, I described it at the open of Get Up this morning, that football will never forget. And in case you need... To be caught up on what has happened here, uh, there were longstanding issues in terms of hiring practices for senior executives and in particular for head coaches in the National Football League. Those problems have existed for a very long time, and the NFL has taken significant steps over the years to attempt to address those, primarily in the form of what is known as the Rooney Rule, which I assume most people listening to this show are aware of. Um, But yesterday was a day in which this moved in an entirely different direction. And that move was precipitated by Brian Flores, the now former coach of the Miami Dolphins, who uh, filed a lawsuit against the National Football League, naming all 32 teams and owners um, in the lawsuit, suggesting that the hiring practices are unfair and need to be made more transparent. That, That is about the simplest distillation of what the lawsuit is that I can offer to you. I could sit here and it's 60 pages long. By now, I assume if you're a a, a passionate sports fan, you are aware of uh, some of the things that are in the lawsuit. But let me be very specific about three of the allegations in particular, because they are, um, I'm I'm not even sure what the word is. They are, they are enormous. They are significant. And I'm going to bring Hembo and Nuno and Bubba in on the conversation immediately because I think this is something that does require a little give and take. You're listening to Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. We'll take them in the order in which they were presented in the lawsuit itself. The first involves the New York Giants. So the Giants are a team that, um, that at one time employed Bill Belichick. Belichick, as most people know, was the defensive coordinator under Bill Parcells during the heyday of those um, those particular New York Giants eras. And they remain close. Bill Belichick maintains very close relationships with a lot of people in ownership, candidly, of the New York Giants. That's that's an open secret. And there isn't anything wrong with it. It's not even a secret. It's just a well-known fact. So anyway, Brian Flores is preparing for a second interview, an in-person interview with the New York Giants early last week when he receives a text from Belichick essentially saying, congratulations on getting the job. I'm paraphrasing now all of this, but I will will give you the nuts and bolts of it. Congratulations on getting the job, to which Brian Flores responds, what are you talking about? I'm interviewing for the job at the end of this week. Belichick basically says, I've heard from Buffalo and the Giants that the job is yours. Flores says, well, I hope you're right. And then there's a new text, and I'm now inserting my own uh, thinking into this, 
it looks like he realizes, hold on a minute, this doesn't sound right. I need to confirm. And he writes back, essentially, are you texting Brian Dayball or Brian Flores? And using an expletive, Bill Belichick basically writes back, "Uh uh-oh, I'm talking to the wrong guy. And so Flores goes on this interview knowing that Belichick, at least, has been told that Dayball is getting the job. And thus, it really does feel like, as he, Brian, said, Brian Flores said, they're just checking a box based on the Rooney Rule. Now, the Giants have released a statement in which they said they are fully comfortable with their hiring practices and the way this went and used the term 11th hour. They said uh, Brian Flores was in the conversation to be our head coach till the 11th hour. Now, as one of the lawyers pointed out to me on my set just 10 minutes ago, 11th hour is a very nonspecific term. They didn't say he was a candidate beyond the point where the interview took place. Now, maybe that's implied, but... Using 11th hour is a very nonspecific way to describe how this went. So that's the Giants piece of this. Uh, let me stop there and just get reaction. Hembo, as, as when you first saw all this yesterday, when you hear this piece, of, let's just deal in the Giants piece and we'll work our way through the rest of it. What are your thoughts? Well, I'll leave it to, to Bill Belichick to text the wrong Brian. But, I mean, it did, it did expose a, a major issue here. I mean, it, it's no surprise to me that the Giants, obviously they hired the, you know, an executive um, from the Bills to become their general manager, that they chose to hire Brian Dayball as their head coach. But the notion that that could have happened days before they inter- interviewed Brian Flores, who was a very qualified candidate that people on this show had said would be a great option for the Giants the day he was fired in Miami, obviously strikes me as terribly wrong, and he has every right to feel awful about that experience because as he described it on your show 20 minutes ago, that's humiliating. So there's that. Nuno, you're a Giant fan. That obviously doesn't have any anything really to do with this piece of it all, but it seems worth mentioning off the top. Nuno, what is your reaction to the Giants piece of this story? My first reaction was Bill just putting together what he's heard, or does someone give him that information? Like, did, it, did someone with a last name of Amira or Tish, something of that nature, say, yeah, we're going to hire this guy? Because leading up to it, there was a lot of talk that Brian Flores was truly a candidate and that the mirrors wanted him and that, you know, but that Shane was, you know, his focus was on Dable. So like, so I think that's the biggest thing is where was Bill getting this information from is that first question. I think that needs to be answered with within these text messages. And and the point is that's never going to be answered, right? Uh, uh, This is a lawsuit. Bill Belichick is not going to be subpoenaed and forced to answer under oath how he how this happened right so you're never going to fully know the ant that's one of the many things about this you're never going to fully know but i agree as you do that that, that's why i I set this up by pointing out the 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 close relationship that belichick has with ownership in new york it certainly seems again i i with the story of this magnitude i I don't want to make any assumptions but it certainly seems reasonable to suppose that he heard that directly from someone with the Giants. It's, it's not, it does not feel like jumping to an enormous conclusion. We'll see. The next part of this involves the Denver Broncos. Of the three, this was the one I, I personally found least interesting, but it is, it is important that the lawsuit alleges that when Flores was interviewing for jobs in 2019, so this is before he got the Miami job, 
that he interviewed with Denver and that Denver sent a collection of people to um, Providence, Rhode Island, which is near where the Patriots are, to do an interview with him in a hotel. And that uh, that that they, they this is before they ultimately hired Vic Fangio and that they went there to interview Flores and Flores claims that they were late, that they arrived late for the interview, that they in his view, they all appeared to have been out late the night before and appeared to have been drinking. Now, I tried to specifically ask him this morning what what exactly gave you that impression Um understanding fully as a 54 year old man that sometimes you can just kind of tell that stuff but you know in a lawsuit I assume you need some more specificity than that he basically said his version of yeah sometimes you can just tell that kind of stuff and he re- he got very strongly the impression from that that they were not taking the interview seriously and that it was another instance of them just kind of checking a box before they hired someone else Bubba I'll go to you first with regard to that, and again, did I mention that one of the people involved in that is John Elway, who, of course, is a senior executive there, um, and his name obviously draws a lot of attention for a variety of obvious reasons. Bubba, what 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 is the reaction to the Denver Broncos piece of this story? Uh, yeah, I would kind of agree with you. The, the least interesting of the three, and and same thing. The same thought you're having is that's going to be a, a tough one to kind of. To prove, I'm guessing. I don't know what kind of evidence they really have. I'd be curious to see where that one goes because it's what I mean. What are they gonna? Do they have video of it? Do they have any audio of it? What they're just saying? Hey, they were late. The Broncos say they weren't late, and right. they were, they have all these notes. So that, I don't know. It, that was just kind of a tough one where he's clearly saying it was a sham interview. They were they were hungover, not ready, and the Broncos said no. We came right then, and we were prepared. So that was, that was just a, a, a tough one, and it'll be interesting to see where that one goes. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll make this Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. This um, is the third piece of this. The Dolphins piece is um, one that is extraordinarily explosive, and that is that Flores says, and this is the job he did get. He's hired by the Miami Dolphins to be their head coach. And in his first season there, it was widely believed the team was tanking. Now, tanking happens in a lot of different ways. Historically in sports, there have been teams, baseball does it all the time, where teams philosophically from the top down are not making their best effort to win, which is to say they're not trying to build the most competitive roster, they trade away good players, that kind of thing. The Dolphins did some of that that year, and that is a fairly commonplace thing in sports. But what I think is always understood is that the coaches, the players that are there, everyone else, are doing their best. They're not tanking. I have no reason to believe that any football player has ever taken the field with the instructions or believing himself, my job here is to try and lose today's game, nor any coach. And that would be a totally different thing, I think, than the kind of organizational tanking, if you will, that we frequently see. So, in the lawsuit, he says, that the owner, and I actually pressed him on this in our interview, that the owner, Stephen Ross, basically suggested he was working too hard when he got there, told him to take a vacation, and said, I'll give you $100,000 for every game you lose. Now, the racist nature of hiring practices in the NFL, I think, are more important than that. But for the purposes of a, a sports network, the idea that an owner offering a coach of, of any origin of any background of anything a hundred thousand dollars per loss is unimaginable and if true inexcusable i mean 
immediate grounds for forcing him to sell the franchise. I, I would have to believe there are legal ramifications. These games are gambled on. I mean, they were, I, I'm not expert enough, and, I, and I, in the limited time I had with the lawyers, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't part of that conversation. But the ramifications, if somehow it can be proved of an owner offering to incentivize, directly offering to incentivize a coach for every game he loses, I don't even know where to begin. Like, Hemba, what does one say about that? It's, it's, that would go beyond almost anything I can ever remember happening. That goes into the area of, you know, the Tim Donaghy fixing games as a ref. And that, that, that goes, to me, into that neighborhood in significance. I agree. This lawsuit is so explosive that this has somehow been, I think, undersold. If an NFL owner, in effect, directed his coach to intentionally lose games for monetary bribery, I mean, that's... That is no. That is no better than you know the the White Sox throwing the World Series. Right. It is. It is. Like if you if you go to a football game, the idea is that it's going to be played on the level that that it's on the up and up. The idea that an owner would interfere in such a thing is, like you said, unimaginable. And for me, was far and away the biggest takeaway here. Yeah, I, I mean, like I don't even like the, Bill Belichick sending a, the wrong text to the wrong guy, and the idea that. Owners are checking boxes when it comes to the Rooney rule and hiring, while disgraceful and despicable, is not surprising. It's something we've known for quite some time, or at least suspected, that has been going on. And the fact that Brian Flores is trying to do something about it and whether or not this lawsuit achieves that remains to be seen. None of that is a surprise. So the the incentivizing losing is not bigger or more important but it's new it feels like something that i would have told you does not happen i would have said stephen ross instructed the gm the president whoever it is you know what don't put together the most competitive roster trade away players all of that we want to try and maximize our draft capital i would not have anticipated that he would have offered the coach specific incentives to lose games and brian flores said today on your tv show he thinks that he was fired from the dolphins in part because he did not do that and that strained their relationship so we we are our, our staff has done a great job here putting together pieces of that interview and we'll play them for you as we go on uh, again that that normally we have a lot more time to prepare for the radio show than we did today we, we literally had brian flores in our studio until 60 seconds before i came on so give me a second to get myself together we're going to have ron rivera coming up here next Um, The Washington football team has a new name now. They're the Commanders. That's the reason he's here. But, of course, Ron Rivera, whom I've known since he was a player in Chicago in the 80s, um, I'm sure will have an interesting perspective on all of this. So we will talk with him in a moment. Did you know that, according to research, 90% of employers plan to enhance their employee experience this year? And if you need to add more employees, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash We're back in just a moment on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hembo, uh, a moment ago, you said to me during our break, and I agree with you, the one paragraph from that lawsuit, for all the things that are in it, and again, I I think in the big picture, the most important thing here is that Brian Flores is trying to make a difference in an area that has long since been a problem for the National Football League. It is a problem that, in fairness to them, the league offices have tried I think, honestly, to um, and earnestly to address. I believe the Rooney Rule is extremely well intended, and I think that that Roger Goodell and the people who work in his office, I think they genuinely want to see real substantive change in their hiring practices. But what I think is sometimes overlooked is that these aren't their decisions. Roger doesn't hire the coach in Houston or in New Orleans or in New York or anywhere. He works for the people who do. So when something like this happens, um, Roger is frequently the, 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 the object of the scorn of many people. Oh, the Roger Goodell, the league. This isn't about him. If it were up to him, this wouldn't be a problem. So I'm, I'm not his PR guy. It's not my job to defend him, but I'm telling you something I know. This is not a Roger Goodell problem. This is a 31 billionaires problem um, who continue not to get this right for whatever reason. And if I knew how to solve it, I would have long since offered a solution, so I don't. So the filing of a lawsuit, maybe that will wind up being the tipping point into real substantive change. We'll see. Having said that, Hambo, to your point, the one paragraph in which Brian Flores, and he did not back down from it in any way, I pressed him on it in our interview today, and he is 100% steadfast in saying that Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, when he was working for him, told him that he was working too hard, that the objective that year was to lose games for a better draft pick, and that, in fact, he would pay him $100,000 for every game he lost. If nothing else came out of this, and just that was alleged, it would be one of the biggest stories to hit sports in a very long time. It's unimaginable, Greeny, that an owner of an NFL team would essentially make that directive to his coach. I want you to lose... And I'm willing to pay you money to do so. It is one thing, like you described, how it, you know, it happens in baseball. It's just a field, a really non-competitive team, roll the ball out and hope they lose every game. In football, it's very different when you're incentivizing the coach to do it. It is, I, I don't think it can be overstated. that the, To me, like, this is akin to Tim Donaghy. This is akin 
the 1919 White Sox scandal. If I'm a fan of the Miami Dolphins, I want my money back for any game I attended that season. And if I'm, if I'm a, a gambling man that lost any money on any of that, I want that money back too. The ramifications of this, this is a bomb that detonates the NFL if it winds up being true. Right, it's a bombshell. Now, I don't know how, let me play you that part of it. So I'm looking over, Nuno did a fabulous job, or Bubba, whoever did it, cutting up my interview with, um, with Brian Flores. So which of these sound bites? Here's the one on the conversation with Dolphins ownership. I, I tried to get as specific as I possibly could about what Stephen Ross told him. Here was that conversation. You know, that was uh, a conversation about not doing as much as we needed to do to win football games. Take a flight, go on vacation. I'll give you $100,000 per loss. Like, those are just the you know, exact words. Um, and it's not something, look, I deal in truth. And I say that to the players as well. I'm going to give you good news, bad news, but it's going to be the truth. It's going to be honest. So to disrespect the game that way was something that, you know, trust was lost. And there were certainly some, some strained relationships. And ultimately, I think that was you know, to my demise. Mm-hmm. That's a great job, guys, cutting that piece of it there. And, and then I, I did follow up. And I just said, I want to make sure that we're 100% clear here that there was no um, – Nothing in this that could be misconstrued, and, and, and he did not back down one inch. And here's what I know about Brian Flores. Today's the first time I ever met him. Um, but Rob Ninkovich, whom I love, who you all know, and is a regular on our TV show on Get Up, played for him. And Rob Ninkovich, Hembo, you tell me, I thought he was in, nearly in tears. Me too. Talking about this mm-hmm. this morning. So Brian Flores started out as the assistant special teams coach in New England. Rob Nikovich, in his own description, was a player with one foot in and one foot out in the NFL at that time, just clinging to his dream to play pro football. And that he, Ninko, played on all the special teams. And so that Flores and Ninko would meet at 5.30 in the morning every day at the week, of the week in the facility to go over all of the different plans and this and that. So that's how long he knows him. And that's how personally he knows him. And he got really emotional talking about B-Flow, as he calls him. And what a competitor he is, what a tough guy he is, what a man of principle he is. Um, And he couldn't even imagine Brian Flores being put in a position where the owner is telling him, I want you to lose these games on purpose. And frankly, I'm not even sure why I'm setting this up with Brian Flores' personality, because who could? What coach could possibly find himself in that situation? I'm told Ron Rivera is ready to go. There's so much to dive into here. It It is a big day in Washington um, where the Washington football team has a new nickname uh, from this day forward. They are the Washington Commanders, and their head coach is someone I have known since he was a terrific player with the Chicago Bears back in the 80s on that team that won a Super Bowl and, and everything else and has had a long, terrific career in coaching in Carolina and other places and now the coach of the Washington Commanders. Uh, I'm delighted to bring Ron Rivera on here on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Greeny. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm well, and, and I'm uh, pleased to talk to you. And, and obviously, I know that this is a big day for your team, and, and so I will get a quick thought on that, just on, on what this day means for you and your team um, before we get into the other issues of the day in the sport. Um, your, your feelings here as, as this – I sense that this is sort of being viewed as a new beginning for the Washington football mm-hmm. team. How, how does it feel from where you sit? Well, you know what it is for me, Green, is it, 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 we're changing, you know, we're, we're turning the page, we're starting a whole new chapter uh, for our organization. You know, th- there's so many things that have gone on, especially in the last couple of years, and, and, and some things that happened that predate when I got there. But what we're looking at now is we're looking to honor our past 
okay, with, with the championships we've had. But at the same time, we're, we're, we're moving forward. You know, it, it is a new chapter. It's an opportunity for us to make our own history, to, to, to create a new brand, and, and, and really, I think, uh, kind of bring back some of the traditions that this football team has had over the years. And one of the things also is get back to winning football. Yeah, and, and, and so that's obviously the football piece of this and very significant there. And, you know, we wish you nothing but the greatest success with regard to all of that. And, and Ron, on any other day, you and I might have talked at great length about that. But you're obviously aware of what happened yesterday with Brian Flores, oh, yeah. who was in my studio here a half hour ago, talking about this lawsuit. And I think it, it is your perspective on this, I think, will be particularly interesting. And to detail your, your background, your father was a Puerto Rican commissioned officer in the U.S. Army. Um, your mother was of Mexican descent. And um, so I, I would think that yours would be a, an interesting perspective on the history of the hiring practices of coaches in the National Football League and specifically with, with what Brian Flores did yesterday. What are your thoughts today, Coach? You know, what's interesting, Greeny, is, is for me personally is, you know, way back when, when Paul Tagliabue was, was the commissioner, um, you know, they started the Rooney Rule uh, yeah. with the intent of creating opportunities. So the league, you know, has tried to put things out there to, to try and help secure these types of opportunities. And then it's been, you know, revamped the last couple of years. I think some of the things that, that, that the commissioner and, and Troy uh, Vincent have done have really tried to highlight and feature opportunities and create opportunities for coaches of color to, to put them out in front. And the one thing that I always go back to, and I talked about it this morning, is merit. I think when you hire coaches, it should be about merit as well. I think you have to sit there and look at what they've accomplished, what they've been associated with. And, and that's what's impressive about who Brian Flores is, is if you look at his resume and you look at where he got started and how he got started, you know, this is a guy that started from the bottom. He was an assistant special teams coach. Mm-hmm. You know, he was basically the quality control guy. And, and I started as a quality control coach. And I worked my way up from the, from the bottom as Brian did. And so when you look at his, 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 his resume, his, the merit in which we judge him, or at least I believe you should judge people, it says this is a guy that deserves opportunities. This is a guy that should be out there getting interviewed and getting a job. And, and I think that's what he's trying to, trying to do. Um, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but from my perspective, I think that's what he's talking about. Is, you know, let, let's get past color is what I think Brian is trying to create. And let's look at merit, okay? And that's what he, I think, really is putting out there because there are so many guys of color that, that, that really haven't gotten opportunities. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Eric Bieniemy, You look at Leslie Frazier, you know, guys that have played on championship teams that coached championship teams. You know, these are the guys that, that when you put resumes down and you compare them to all the other resumes that are out there, why aren't these guys given opportunities? And, and that's what I think is, is, is happening here. I think that's right. Ron Rivera, the coach of the now Washington Commanders, is with me. Uh, one more thing, and, and it is, it is, there's one thing I've learned over the last two years or so. Um, the people who are not getting a fair shake are not the people who should be, are, who should be expected to solve the problem. The, the, the solutions need to come from the people um, who are creating the problem. That said, I, I do wonder if you have an idea, because I think the Rooney Rule, I said this earlier, I believe it is well-intended. I think the league genuinely mm-hmm. does want to affect real meaningful change here. But it is clear, based upon this hiring cycle and many of, of late, that that kind of change has not taken place. Is there anything you can think of that we could be doing that isn't being done? Well, I, I think what's happening, Greeny, more so than anything else, is, is people don't know who to hire. They don't know, 
you know what I'm saying? Everybody seems to react to what is the hot topic. You know, it, 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 it's, it's young people. It's, 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 you look at what happened and people sit there and say, wow, you know, this guy's having so this kind of success. So then they start saying, oh, well, that's what we do. We got to get guys like that. Well, not necessarily what, because if you look at what's out there and who's been hired and, and, and why they're having success, you, you almost sit there and wonder, well, what if you had hired this guy and put him in that position and given him that opportunity, you know? Mm -hmm. So again, to me, it's, 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 who are you hiring and why are you hiring them? Is, and then is that really the right reason to hire them? You know, there's a lot more people that, that fail um, as opposed to people that have had success. I think there was a stat a while ago that was pointing out the fact that coaches of color were having more success at one time. Um, you know, if you go back to the Tony Dungy time and the Mike Caldwell opportunity, um, um, I'm assuming the Coach Caldwell opportunity, and you look at the success these guys had in terms of winning percentage and, and how many coaches of color were out there, you might sit there and say, wow, we, we, we may need to hire more coaches of color. Um, and, and, and that was done a while ago, um, and it, it really pointed to these coaches saying, these are the guys that are having success. And then you put their resumes down, and you look at their resumes, and you sit there and go, man, th th these guys have been associated with winning for so long. You know, that's what I think you need to do is, you, is really look at what type of success these guys have been associated with, and it'll tell you why they have success. I mean, you look at what Mike Tomlin has done, um, and, 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 you know, in Pittsburgh and you sit there and go, man, but look at where Mike grew up with. He was associated with Tony Dungy. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's a guy that should know how things go, you know, and, and you look at Tony's history, you know, coach Dungy and the way he grew up into, in this league. Um, we've gotten away from that. And what we've done is we go, oh, we're, we're looking for the hot guy, the hot flash. And, you know, I'm not sure if, if, if that's the right way to go. That's so well said. And you, you make me think of Tony, and these are conversations I've had with him many times. I'm actually going to give him a call on this as well. Uh, Ron, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you again. The Washington Commanders, a fresh start for you and your football team. You know I root for you. Thank you very much for doing this, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks. Cool. Appreciate it, Green. Take care. Ron Rivera, again, he was a terrific player back in his, uh, his day in Chicago and uh, selfishly, he was a go-to interview in the locker room. He was always someone, win or lose, who would who would talk to a young reporter who needed, um, you know, some quotes for a story, whatever it was. I don't mean off the record. I mean he would just sit there and smile at you and answer questions. Um, so I, I've always liked him and I've always rooted for him, and he's a terrific coach. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Again, going over the three separate elements, if you will, 
of the Brian Flores lawsuit, the three separate things he alleges about three individual teams, the Giants, the Broncos, and the Dolphins. To me, let's put aside the Broncos um, because that is, I think, your classic he said, he said. They have denied that they were late. They have denied that they weren't prepared for the interview. They have denied. They say they have carefully planned notes. To Hembo's point, I mean, excuse me, to Bubba's point, like there are cameras in all these hotels. This event took place, the, the meeting took place in a hotel in Providence. I, I think I know that hotel. Steve used to play basketball tournaments up there. There's a, there's a hotel right by the airport that, that they do a lot of stuff there. I don't know if it's that hotel or not. It doesn't matter. All hotels have video these days. So they're going to go back and get video of whether or not the Broncos executives walked in at 730 or if they really walked in an hour later. Like, I don't know if that goes to that. But at the end of the day, the two that I think are more explosive are the Giants and the Dolphins. We've talked a lot about the Dolphins. That's the one that could blow the lid off the NFL. Like that, 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 that one is enormous. Let's deal on the Giants. I am not a lawyer. My father was a lawyer. Uh, everyone in my family thought I'd be a lawyer, but I'm not. And so I don't, there are certain things about the law that I don't know. So this is a, a civil suit that he's bringing. Uh, it could become a class action lawsuit. That's what he's trying to get it to be, which would mean that everyone in his class, any number of people who might have been impacted by this similarly, could then join the suit. So <clears throat> I, we don't know yet if that's going to happen or not. The point I'm trying to make here is I don't think they can subpoena Bill Belichick and force him under oath to explain where he got the information that he mistakenly texted to Brian Flores unless they can. And I don't like sitting here on the air talking about things I don't know the answer to because what am I giving you that you don't already know? I assume you don't know that either. But we need to find that out from a lawyer because I'm guessing the answer is they can't. It's a civil lawsuit. And, and, and Bill, there's got to be a way of kind of talking through the gray area. I misunderstood. I misconstrued something someone said. I mean, Bill freaking sent this to the wrong guy as it is, right? He sent a text to Brian Flores. Oh, my goodness. It's so unimaginable to me. That this has happened. But go ahead, Nuno. You, you were making a point to me when we were coming out of break uh, of where this might go as it goes forward with regard to the Giants. Well, no, I was going to say, like, uh, and obviously we're spitballing here, but can they subpoena? Like, if they have the ability to subpoena someone, like, I would think Flores' lawyers would want to hear from Belichick as to where he got that information, For right? sure, of course. Um, so... Kind of that. And listening to Ryan uh, Smith, who was on, I know he was on with Get Up, but he was also on with KJM this morning. He talked about how if this becomes certified, a certified lawsuit, th- these uh, texts will will come into play mm-hmm. based upon just uh, and so forth. So it is very, I think that's the first question to answer. And like, is where did Bill get his information from? Of course. Um, and I don't think, as you're saying, we probably will never get the answer. Like, and we never will know. And and I hate, you know, this is going to probably sound callous, but let's be real. The NFL probably this to the to the NFL is kind of one of those they have to deal with it. Is it's a pain, but they're more concerned about these allegations about uh, about Stephen Ross, like because that just the implications of that uh, and, and you know throwing games and things of that nature just open up a bigger can worm uh, can of worms versus them not hiring you know them not hiring minority or black coaches. Yeah, it's a different thing. Now again, Brian is bringing all of this not because he was instructed to lose but because he believes that the deck has been unfairly stacked 
against him and others that, and he wants to see substantive change. That is more important to him, I believe. I agree with you that the NFL owners, that the reaction internally today is probably stronger to the allegations against Stephen Ross. That's a question he's going to have to answer. Again, I pushed Brian Flores on this, and he was unwavering in his insistence that Stephen Ross offered him $100,000 for every game he lost. Unwavering, right? You were sitting right there. 100%. He, he did, there was no, I think he said this, that, that, that he was unwavering in his um, allegation that Stephen Ross said that. What I don't know is whether, and I should have asked this, was anyone else in the room? Like, was anyone else was anyone else witness to this conversation? He says Chris Greer, the general manager, let him know over the course of the season that the owner was mad that they were winning games. So Chris Greer is going to have to answer to that. Were other people party to these? Were these conversations that took place by text? Right? Does that see that seems as though some proof of this will be explosive? So because we did not have time on the TV show. CNN did ask him that question, and what the, one of the lawyers said was that they had corroborating evidence about the allegation Stephen Ross offered $100,000 per loss in 2019. Corroborating evidence is how they put it. If there is compelling, irrefutable, corroborating evidence of that, the implications of it boggle the mind. I, I believe if they can prove that, there is no way Stephen Ross can continue to own an NFL team. And we should probably get a lawyer involved in the conversation because I, I think it is within the within the, the realm of possibility that he could face criminal charges for that, I think. But I don't want to speculate about that stuff. Let's get Ryan or one of our lawyers on here. There's a lot of questions we still have to answer, and we will on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.